Well, as the children helped teach us, it is the seventh day of Christmas, and the gifts actually do keep coming for you. Whether the tree is bare underneath or not, they keep coming now, namely the peace and mercy of God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. These are yours today by the power of the Holy Spirit. And this means that you, like Simeon, have salvation brought to you. And though it may feel on the calendar and in daily life like the brightness of the season is over or at least dimming, it is just beginning for you now in the gospel as your sins are taken away. Today and every day you are forgiven in Christ. Amen. We heard the Apostle Paul write to the Galatians when the fullness of time had come. God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who are under the law so that we might receive adoption as children. This is what Paul wrote. And so even though you may be beginning to think about taking down your Christmas decorations, maybe you have already done this, I assure you there is no hurry. For not only are we only halfway through the Christmas season, but Epiphany comes next, the season of light. You can have them up really until Ash Wednesday. Uh, that's how we do it in our house <laughs> some years. So no hurry. For now is the fullness of time for you. This is not because of the new year. It is because now you are no longer slaves, as Paul says. You are no longer slaves, but you are free from your sin, you, which means you are free from your worries about this world in your life and outside of your life. You are free from your worries about the world in the year past, 2023. And you are free from your worries about the world in the year to come, 2024. Because Christ has brought salvation for you, your worries are taken care of. Now, you might not believe this. You might go back and hop back on them, or they might hop back on you. But I assure you now, Christ comes to take them from you. And you hear this word now uh, repeatedly so that he can take your worries, your sin from you each time they come. You know that the days after a celebration, however, can seem a bit somber by comparison to the celebration itself. Sometimes this, this time of year feels that way right after Christmas. This past week in our house, we had 21 family members gather for a post-Christmas celebration for three days and two nights. And uh, over a third of those gathered were under the age of 18. And so you can guess that was, it was a raucous few days, most of them quite a ways under 18. There were tears and there was laughter. Uh, we had all of that in our house, and it was great fun. Uh, we, on the front end of this, we were waiting excitedly, especially the kids, for their cousins to come and play. And now after our guests have left, the house seems pretty quiet, even with eight of us still there. Well, it's true that the days after what you've been looking forward to can seem quiet. My mom always tells me that when we leave Moorhead, where she lives, after a visit, it's very quiet. And it may seem so for you after Christmas Day. But now I want you to know, you, who are living in the freedom of Christ, you do not need to worry about this. For you are free from such constraints in faith. If you wonder what such freedom looks like, well, then we have a beautiful picture of it in our gospel as we hear from Simeon, this old man. Luke starts by telling us that not long after Jesus' birth, 
Mary and Joseph and the baby, the three of them, go to the temple in Jerusalem. Bethlehem is right next to Jerusalem. And they go to offer a sacrifice for the purification of Mary. And you might wonder about why this is necessary. Well, this is the, the requirement of the law, after all. And it was this, this sacrifice, two turtle doves. And I know that sounds familiar to you. You may have wondered about those two turtle doves in the song, singing about the 12 days of Christmas, and we've been singing it at home on occasion, wondering which day of the season it is. Well, here we get a cue for the two turtle doves there for the purification of Mary at the temple. And this was according to the law of Moses. Luke tells us this explicitly. So while we sit in wonder at Christmas that God would send his son not just to look like us, like humans, but to be human. This is the wonder of Christmas after all. What this really means, and we hear it today, is that this baby Jesus was under the law and that Mary and Joseph were too, still required to offer sacrifice at the temple at least for a little while longer. But it is in this temple, under this law, that we are introduced to this man, Simeon. A man, Luke tells us, is righteous and devout and that the Holy Spirit rested on him. And what does this mean for the Holy Spirit to rest on you? Well, it means he had faith. Faith in what? In the same thing you have faith in, in God's Word. Simeon had heard his whole life in the Old Testament prophecies of the Messiah who was to come. And he had been told by the Holy Spirit that he would see the Messiah before he died, and now here he was, an old man, waiting, waiting in faith, in trust, but not yet in sight. He was waiting, and now in his old age, the day had come. He saw Mary and Joseph and Jesus, and he took that little Christmas baby in his hands, and he praised God with the words that we know as the Nunc Dimittis. He said, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace, according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. This beautiful moment showed Simeon had all that he needed. He had God's peace. And where does this come from? It comes from God's word, from the lips of God. And it comes from Jesus, who is our Messiah. This is good news now. It is good news for Israel. And Israel could use some good news. Here it is for them. And it is good news for the Gentiles, for Palestinians and the rest of the world. And here it is for us as well. The light and the glory of God, given in the birth of Jesus Christ, the Savior, here it is for you. Well, we wait for all sorts of things in this life, don't we? For life to happen, for victory some days, for success, for redemption, when success doesn't come the way we think it should, for attention, for all of our hard work, for peace, and eventually for death. All of this has come to you now, as it came for Simeon, through this one Jesus Christ. And now you too may be dismissed in true lasting peace. For you have a new kind of freedom in this Jesus, just as Simeon did. 
it is no longer a life of waiting for one high and experiencing it and waiting for the next one to come to save you from the humdrum of normal life. No, now you have the Messiah. And now you've been given this little one. You've been given all that you need. Paul preached that you are now no, no longer slaves to this old world and its unfulfilled dreams. Now, this can be a hard pill to swallow, though it sounds good. We get pretty attached to our dreams and visions of our own righteousness. And this is why you may have wondered about this a little later in the gospel where Simeon told Mary and Joseph, after heralding this great news, holding the baby Jesus, he told them that Jesus will also, well, he will be a hope for many, but also be opposed by many. Because the death of the old Adam and the old Eve is not usually welcomed. But here it is in your death and resurrection, that new life is given. And now you are children of God, heirs of the promise. We heard that from Paul. On the other side, in the Old Testament, we heard from Isaiah. He said that you, along with Israel, are now clothed in garments of salvation, the robe of righteousness, garlands and jewels, all decked out with a new life, new life like a fresh garden, Isaiah says. This was the hope of Simeon. It was the hope of Anna, the prophetess, who we heard from as well. They saw it with their own eyes, and now this new life is for you too. You have heard it here, and you too this day will hold this one Jesus, this little one, in your hands. Today, as you receive his body and blood in the Lord's Supper, you too will have Christ in your hands and then in your mouth, for he has come for you. It is no mistake that the communion liturgy traditionally ended with the whole congregation singing these words of Simeon, the Nuctimidus, and they are still true for you. Now that you have received Christ, you are free to depart in peace. To die even, when that is God's call, but in the meantime, to be used up for those around you, you are free now. The fullness of time has come for you. For you are being dismissed in peace according to God's word. In a few moments, you too will taste and feel this one who has come for your sake. To free you from the dashed expectations of this world, from this past year and the year to come. To give you all the things that is forgiveness, life, and salvation. You are now dismissed in peace. Amen. Amen.